Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here. Benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Our guest this week is Fraser Cobb, the Executive Director of the Florida Orthopedic Society and Founder and President of Physicians Health Benefits, otherwise known as PHB. We're also going to have on Keith Sanford, FBMC's Project Manager for PHB. But before we get started today, I'm going to go over a brief overview of our discussion. First, we're going to go through some experience with associations and in the medical industry. We're going to talk about an overview of PHB and what that is and their key objectives, types of associations that would work with PHB. We're going to talk about uh, the number of members as a part of this program, uh, challenges that PHB can solve for, benefits consulting services associated with it, the advisory council, some success stories, and the future. So, Without further ado, let's just jump right into this. Uh, hey, Fraser, and thank you for joining. Let, let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your background, if you don't mind. Fantastic. No, super happy to be here. Um, as, as noted, my name is Fraser Cobb. I've been in association management within organized medicine for over 20 years. Um, kind of cut my teeth at the Florida Medical Association, and then have been working with the Florida Orthopedic Society for 21 years now. Um, had the good fortune several years ago to start a company on the side called Cobb Consulting and Management, uh, which is an association management company. And we now have about 15 associations total that, that we represent. So um, we're super busy. We've dedicated you know, my career and, and those of my team members uh, to representing physicians at all levels at a, a local, state, and national level. So I drank the Kool-Aid for organized medicine years ago and, and love working in the nonprofit space and, and trying to do what we can to represent the interests of physicians and their patients to, to the best of our capability. Um, it's, it's great running small to medium nonprofit associations. That's kind of our sweet spot uh, just because we get our hands dirty on a lot of issues. Um, on behalf of our members. So it's, it's fun to see some, some interaction with physicians and patients and, and practice administrators and, and truly be of value to them in their personal and professional careers. Awesome. So if it, you heard it here, uh, Cobb, the association king right here, um, Frazier's keeping it down on behalf of, 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 of the medical <laughs> groups out there. And I, I love hearing this and I'm super excited to have you on. I, I know we're doing some exciting things with you in Florida and, and also that's expanding elsewhere. Uh, in addition, we've got Keith Sanford on here. Keith, you just want to say a, a shout out and tell everyone hello real quick. Yes. Hi, Rick. Hey, Frazier. Uh, excited to be here as well. Uh, my name is Keith Sanford. I'm with FBMC and about 18 months ago, Rich Koontz and I were tasked with coming on board with Frazier and the Physician Health Benefits Group to oversee building the 2.0 platform and managing the service side for each client on a daily basis. And it's been an exciting journey as we've navigated the waters together and brought on several members and built some really neat success stories in a short period of time. So I'm excited to be here and have the opportunity to work with Frazier, his team, and all of their members. So thank you. Awesome. So without further ado, guys, let's let's get into this. I know listeners out there are thinking, what is this? What are we talking about? So a good way possibly to start that conversation is to really kind of delve into the orthopedic society and maybe understand a little bit better. What is that? And, and, and Frazier, what's your role there? Yes. Yeah, so I serve as executive director of the Florida Orthopedic Society, and that is a 
a nonprofit organization that physicians can voluntarily join. Um, so we earn our um, keep and our revenue from physicians, uh, orthopedic surgeons, they're practicing in the state of Florida, paying membership dues into the organization. Um, so we have to fight for membership every year and prove we're a valuable asset to what they're trying to do from a personal and professional standpoint. Um, we actually made a strategic decision probably 18 years ago to start um, managing the Orthopedic Executives Association in Florida as well. And, and they've got a funny uh, name called Bones Society of Florida, which used to stand for something. I can't quite remember what it stands for now. Um, but we kind of married information and engagement for both the orthopedic surgeons and their administrators that are running their practices as well. And that's been really successful over the years. We've brought on practice management consultants on our team so we start to understand what um, is driving uh, success and, and challenges within orthopedic practices. And it's on that platform of, of um, skill set, both on our team, as well as our physician leader, volunteers, and administrators that have kind of created this relationship with the orthopedic community in the state um, to really pursue programs like we launched this um, with FBMC um, to address health insurance benefits for our members. So that's just one example of, of the kind of programs we try to develop um, that are going to you know, contribute to the success of our individual orthopedic surgeon members as well as their administrators. So, I mean, you know, the one thing I would say is if, if you're a physician group out there and you're listening to this, and let's just say for some reason they weren't a part of what you're doing right yet, uh, Frazier, what, what would you say to them? What would you, uh, you know, is there, is there something you'd say to say, Here, here's why you'd want to join this? Yeah, first of all, it's totally physician-driven. So our orthopedic surgeons serve on our board of directors. They're volunteers. Okay. They respond to the needs of the members. So um, whatever issues our members, orthopedic surgeons, non-members are having in their day-to-day -day practice, you know, no matter where they sit along the spectrum of different um, employment um, scenarios of their private practice, if they're an academic center, if they're an employed uh, situation with a hospital or healthcare system, you know, they have challenges every day that our organization exists to to advocate on their behalf. Okay. Um, so, I mean, who knows where, when throughout your professional career you're going to realize you need assistance from a, an organization of your peers. And, and that's why we've been around um, for over 60 years. Um, addressing issues as they come up on behalf of orth orthopedic surgeons. So ideally, we'd love you to join early in your career, right. obviously. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, we have residents and fellows that belong. We do a ton of education to, to kind of capture orthopedic surgeons early in their career. But we know throughout that journey, they're going to have issues where they really need their professional organization at the state level to step up and and um, help them. And, and that's why we exist on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure we've got the infrastructure, the connections, the resources to be able to step in and assist at, at your time of need. So. Awesome. Awesome. So, so one of the, the challenges that, that many physician groups, uh, you know, run into is obviously on the health benefits side. So we've referenced this. Let's delve into it. I mean, you and your team at FBMC, and largely you've worked with Keith here, uh, to, to, to essentially create the Physician Health Benefits Program, or the PHB. Um, can you tell us about the program? Yeah, and I think it started, the reason I got excited about the program, too, is we're in a unique situation and FBMC works with clients across the board, right? But as an organization that re represents doctors, we have a unique relationship with insurance products and companies in general, right? Because we're both purchasing a product for our employees and ourselves. And then we're also delivering a product within a relationship with an insurance company where, where we're rendering services and they're paying us for those services, right? To, to their clients. So we sit in a, a unique position. Um, so it, it made sense for us 
to to try to look at the struggles our members were having um, on the benefit side for employees but looking at it through the prism of what we know what frustrates our members on a day-to-day level in dealing on the transactional relationship with the insurance company side you know trying to render care to their patients and their insureds and and, and get reimbursed for its services so to me i got really excited about this opportunity just from an educational standpoint first of all because the more we unwrap the uh, layers of the onion there and really learn more about how insurance companies work and deliver services to beneficiaries. It's going to educate our members on how to navigate the the insurance relationship side when they're they're rendering care and hopefully develop a better product for their their employees on the benefit side to help them retain talented staff and be you know attractive for, um, to to recruit recruitment and retention of staff. Um, you know, helping them on, on the care delivery side as well. So, so to me, the how it kind of encompassed everything got me excited uh, to to go down the, the process of developing this this program with FBMC. Very good, very good. So, it, it, when I think about key objectives for PHB, and, and you mentioned recruiting, right? I mean, everybody wants good talent. What are some of the other key objectives that you might reference, Fraser, that that uh, the PHB is trying to accomplish through this program? I think education and awareness on on the insurance market, right? And and as we're able to pick apart the insurance product, if you will, and the various tools that insurance companies use to to provide care to their beneficiaries, each of those components is provides an opportunity for education for our physicians on how like TPAs work, how PBMs work, how the re, um, reimbursement cycle works, right? Um, and then in addition to that education, we recognize that most large businesses out there have made the the um, step of looking at self-insurance or getting out of fully insured models. And so how do you go down that journey of, you know, you're unhappy with where you sit in a fully insured product currently. If you want to make changes, what does that look like from a step-by-step process? Is there a way to dip your toes in without, you know, diving totally into a self-insured model? So there's educational and learning opportunities throughout that process. Um, and that's really what we want to do. Sure, at the end of the day, we want to make sure we save them money on their premiums and they have really um, attractive benefits for, for their staff and, and team members. But the journey and the education is where we're seeing immediate benefit for our members too that may not be ready to go fully um, fully self-insured, but going down that journey has been um, eye-opening for a number of our members and, and our team members, our staff internally. Uh, and it's it's one of the huge benefits of the program is just that educational process. Yeah. So since we're referencing kind of the, the program, um, I had this, I had a question in here I wanted to get to, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it because I just, it feels relevant at the moment. I mean, benefits consulting services are, are obviously one of the things that you're providing uh, to the PHB portfolio. I mean, so why would members want to do this? What 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 benefits are we providing them? What what is the actual benefit that we're taking to the market? I think it's trying to address a need. Everybody gets nervous around renewal time for your health insurance benefits, right? You don't know um, what your experience was the last year, why you're being offered a rate increase that seems rather large, um, or and at least not having the information on what caused that large increase in premiums, right? Um, so as a physician practice, you're, you often don't have the tools for considering what changes to make to hold yourself harmless from the annual insurance cycle renewal where you're going to just get higher premiums and it's kind of a take it or leave it scenario. 
Um, so that's where the, the, the advisory program has come in um, by saying, kind of look at your product. You know, are you asking these key questions uh, of your current uh, insurance agent? If not, this is what kind of we recommend. You start to ask those key questions, which help you have a better understanding of what's going on with your benefits. Um, for those that have started to go down the path towards totally self-funding and they're talking about level funding options and stuff, but they may have run into hiccups in rolling that out. You know, um, they didn't achieve the savings they might've wanted on in the first year. Why did that happen? They might not be getting their full pharmacy benefit, you know, reduction or, or whatever it may be, whatever nuanced um, component of that level funded or, you know, more advanced health insurance benefit program they've entered into looks like they don't typically have anywhere to turn. It's an independent voice to say, you know, this is kind of the, maybe the opportunities you have to improve your current program. Um, Cause if you go to your agent, of course, your agent's going to be pretty pl proud of where they've placed you. Um, and uh, they may have other alternative motives on whether they're going to move you or, or change any um, tweak, any of the um, program nuances you have in place. Um, so that independent consultant benefit, that, that trusted benefit advisor program we've created ha has resonated well, just to have an independent kind of voice and either verifying what you're doing is right or saying, these are some opportunities for, for change that might benefit you and, and your employees. And so, Fraser, as a part of that program, I mean, we're really talking about they're getting major medical, uh, dental vision, and whatever, you know, other ancillary benefits, voluntary benefits. Um, and it, it, within a kind of a self-funded model where you can create some cost containment, but it's something that you can actually provide in an environment where maybe you only have, say, 60 employees or, or 50 employees or, or a lower number of employees, rather, um, where they couldn't maybe do that or take advantage of that outside of your program. That's correct. And those are the folks that tend to look to associations for, for help, right? If, if you're employed by a health system, your benefits are given to you. Yeah. You're, you don't really have this opportunity to, to take advantage of a program like this or, or care much for diving deep into to how your product's being de uh, delivered to you. So we represent a lot of small medical practices still. And I know those numbers are getting smaller as more and more of them become employed by health systems and, and other um, you know, corporate entities. Um, but there's still a large number of private practice physicians, especially in the orthopedic space, um, that have an opportunity to look at their benefits and, and learn more about how health insurance is delivered and make them a better surgeon, you know, and a better employer um, as well. So we kind of tailor to the private practice, yeah. you know, smaller practice okay. folks. And we're excited to see more um resources and technology come to bear to help those small groups yeah. so they can leverage the opportunities that the big companies have been doing for years now. that's awesome so so what types of associations would work with the phb fraser so currently we've got endorsements by the florida orthopedic society the bone society of florida um, the florida society of nephrology which is an organization of nephrologists across the state um, we've got we also run several county medical societies and kind of the big three or three of the big regions of the state um, and so far um, phb has been endorsed by the dade county medical association and the physician society of central florida awesome. which is a mouthful but that's uh, orange osceola seminole and lake county in central florida too so. not a small feat 
No, no, and, and they keep us busy representing all those folks. But there's such opportunity. You think of the number of small practices yeah. in those communities and in those specialties um, that struggle every year with their their benefits for their employees. And especially when you drill down to the small practices, those are the ones that have unique relationships with their staff, their team members. They see them striving every day to to represent the practice in the best way possible. They want to do what's right on behalf of their employees, and their employees complain that they're cost of of um, insurance that's being pushed on them year after year, whether it's through higher deductibles or out-of-pocket costs, wherever it may be, they're frustrated yeah. too. So they want solutions. And, and that's why it's really fun to be able to have the conversation with them that we know these programs continue to develop. They're, they're more obtainable for small practices. And it really gives you an opportunity to do the right thing on behalf of your, your employees, um, as well as taking advantage of some savings being a, being a business owner, right? Yeah, good stuff. Um, would you mind sharing just Fraser real quick, like total number of members under the PHB umbrella currently? This is where I may have to lean on. I may need to phone a friend to, to Keith here. <laughs> I know we've been we've been growing. We have monthly calls with the team at FBMC and Keith and, and Rich primarily to go over where we are with our recruitment and retention. I know um, one of our programs has been kind of the hallmark um, program that joined us very on when we first launched this program. And and like any program, we learned a lot in our um, 1.0 version, if you'll call it. Yeah. And um, we're happy that the Vero Orthopedics stuck with us through that and gave us some key feedback on how we can improve the program and make it more attractive. So now when we launched the 2.0 program, I think they're starting to really reap the benefits of that. And they've given us the springboard to then go after a number of other of groups around the state. So um, Keith, you may want to comment on where we are with our recruitment and onboarding. Yeah, thanks, Frazier. So uh, as you were mentioning with the 1.0 platform that we had, we probably had somewhere in the range of about 60 to 80 members that were participating in that. And then when we moved to the 2.0 platform, rolled out a bunch of additional items, we're able to go down and help small groups, medium and large with the rolling out of that platform. We've grown it. Uh, we're approaching about 300 at the time. And then currently right now, we have conversations going on, whether it's in consulting with our current benefits or looking at potentially joining the program probably another about 100 to 150 in the pipeline that could happen in the next six to eight months. That's awesome. I mean, so so let's just focus more on probably what people will find highly important now that they better understand the program, kind of what it is and, you know, to the, your, your, your depth within the state of Florida. I mean, can you give us an example uh, from from one of your customers of, of just level of satisfaction, possible savings, things that you've done that have really made their lives better? Yeah, and I think the best um, best example of that has been Vero Orthopedics. And um, I know they have been um, happy with the implementation, first of all. Um, they've enjoyed the, the transparency they get on being able to understand their, their claims and truly the you know, and doing it in the appropriate way, just recognizing, you know, their employees' patterns of how they utilize healthcare resources and how they can provide education and kind of steer them into making making them better consumers of the healthcare dollar. And I think it's truly that transparency that they enjoy the most um, and recognizing that they have some control, right? They're not just getting a premium renewal statement at the end of the year saying that, you know, you're looking at 8 to 10% increases. They, they know they can track and they can implement tools that we've built into the program. And they're taking advantage of the, the, uh, the full program 2.0 that, that we've created, um, which brings in the TPA and the PBM 
stop loss and, and looking at doing some network um, work as well. Um, so they're seeing kind of the full benefit of really managing the plan for their employees. Um, I know they've looked at, I don't think they've yet um, looked at the authorization um, program as of yet and the tools that we have in place to really, you know, steer their employees and kind of waive prior authorization requirements if they're utilizing trusted partners and stuff. But as they go down the road, that's really exciting to me because I get more phone calls from doctors about peer review and prior authorization and and the hassle that is. And to be able to show them as an employer practice, um, you know, there are tools that if you implement them wisely, you can start to waive and peel back those prior authorization processes as your employees become better stewards yeah. of, of the plan and, and better healthcare consumers overall. Um, one of the other questions I had in here, Frazier, was, uh, you know, does a member have to join the benefits program to access medical consulting? So as a member of our endorsed associations, um, Keith will pack up his minivan and drive down and, and deliver those consulting services to you. Um, so you have to be a member of the association. When you get into actually signing up for for our health insurance program, then there is a fee you pay to Physicians Health Benefits, PHB, and it's a small annual fee. But that helps us create a leadership structure that can provide um, our program partners, FBMC and others, with guidance on how to create the very best health insurance program for our members so we can continue to grow. And the unique thing about that, our leadership structure too, we've got um, practices that are self-funded, but through other programs too, so we can learn what's working well for them, um, learn some of their hardships. And again, all under the guise of let's create the very best plan for doctors in the state of Florida um, and and beyond and um, learn from from their experiences. So maybe, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have an advisory council. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that and what they do? Yeah, and I just re- I referenced that a moment ago. That is the advisory council, and um, they are a list of kind of uh, a group a group of um, key practice administrators from around the state, and we try and meet quarterly, um, both with our staff um, from PHB as well as the staff from FBMC. Um, to, to just talk about where they are. So some of them are users, some of them are at the advisory level, and then some are um, insured through other self-funded programs. Um, so we bring them together to talk about, you know, what, what's working in their program, what's not working. If you had an idea for a good kind of third-party plug-in benefit program or um, third-party um entity that, that would bring more value to the program they give us a sounding board to kick those ideas around whether it's kind of how we manage post um, post-surgical care or do we bring in a new you know kind of screening mechanism or you new utilization kind of guideline product or something that's going to enhance you know the program offering um go ahead keith it looked like you got something yeah uh great explanation fraser i'd like to add we have two options they can select participate in our 2.0 benefits program, or we can consult directly with them to improve current benefit program. So there's two of the members that we've actually gone through a pretty intensive um, discovery process with them and laid out several things that we feel they should be able to do as they approach their next renewal to kind of give them a, a leg up or an advantage to better understand what their options are if they choose to stay in the funding program that they're currently in. And we've had some great feedback from that. And I think that's really good to have that 
part of this program too. So you can get your users, your non-users, and those taking advantage of the consulting aspect that Frazier put together. No, very good, very good. Um, you know, one of the things I, I'm curious about is, is let's look into the future. I mean, where are we going three to five years? What, what, do, you, what do you see this looking like? What are we trying to do, Frazier? Well, in the, in the near term, I think it's, you know, providing, opening up opportunities for more groups to join, of course, and, and build our base um, and start to learn more about how we deliver a better program. I think down the road, we'd love to bring on within communities, you know, multiple specialties, um, which is where the County Medical Society development is exciting for us, because then we can look at referral patterns in that community, right? We can look at networks and potentially get to a point, it's not going to be three to five, but our, our six to 10 year plan is looking at, do we create networks of users um, within our um, PHB family? And then can we let start looking at the prior authorization processes, which yeah. we've talked about where you can where you know you've got a committed group of other medical practices in that community um, where you're comfortable um, not requiring you know, authorization processes or waiving copays and stuff to, to go visit those other participating practices in the community. So we build a, a better eco ecosystem that's okay. physician driven um, without our counties. And that's where we really want to get to. And that's where the fun is. And then 15 years from now, Rick, when you invite me back, I hope to be able to say that. And then we take that to the public, right? Here's a network of physicians practices. They're self-funded. They figured out the utilization game. They are maintaining lower cost networks. They're providing quality care within those networks. You know, why don't you partner with us as well? And we'll go down the same path with them. And no matter what business you may be in, um, you know, why not use a network that physicians trust in your community and they're using themselves? I mean, that's our, that's my 10 to 15 year plan. And hopefully I'm still around Rick at that point, but that's kind of the, the end goal um, of where we want to be. I feel like you just named your network, the, the physicians trust. Is that, I mean, that's, well, I need to look at that's taken, but I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. We'll definitely look into that. That's awesome. Well, Frazier, it's great having you on, uh, Keith, great having you on. I really enjoy learning about this and I'm glad for our listeners to be able to hear more about it. Uh, last question I, I throw out there at you is, is there anything else that you'd want our listeners to know? I, th I think the big thing, what we've tried to stress, I mean, it's a lonely world out there when, when you have a relationship with a broker and, and you don't think that there's many resources to help you evaluate your current offering for your employees. Um, so we want to be in a partner from an educational standpoint to give you more um, more control over that key benefit you offer to your employees, more understanding of the kind of insurance um, business and and how that impacts both the care that your employees receive but then on on the flip side you know the the care that your patients are receiving and the insurance realities they have when they walk in the door to receive services from you so i want our members to know that we are we're learning through this process the program is is building there's opportunities for us to get key um feedback from our current users as we develop a program that's going to be really beneficial. So kind of like the way our organizations have always existed to represent physicians and step in in their hour of need, we get all that input from our doc members. 
Um, we're getting that input now as we build out this health plan, and we've got a vision for where we want to go, you know, 10, 15 years from now. Um, so we hope we can, once we get beyond the educational process, we can get into the um, savings, the, the beneficial aspects of our, our self-funded program, and then start to build some physician-driven networks locally to really help them on the practice side as well as the um, the personal side too. So, Well, Frazier, uh, Keith, thank you guys very much for coming on today. Thank you, Rick. This has been fun. Thanks, Keith. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Frazier. And, and thank you so much for the listeners out there. Uh, if you have any questions, please contact us or look for information on our homepage at www.fbmc.com. And remember, you can find us and subscribe on any podcast app. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.